0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike, and this is Two Guys, A League, and some guests. Let's get it started. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Tugalag. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Um, Marty is uh, on holidays in Cuba this week, so he isn't able to do the show. So I have recruited the first female to be on Tugelag, and that, of course, is my co-host in life, Sylvie. Say hi, Sylvie. Hi, everybody. So there you are, folks. We are going to get a little bit of a female perspective on the show this week, so... Uh, not too much in the way of changes. We'll switch up Beauties and the Beast just a little bit this week. But uh, as far as our regular segments go, we are going to start things off as we usually do with Around the Boards. And to start things off this week, uh, we're going to talk about the Flyers uh, getting rid of uh, um, Chuck Fletcher and naming uh, Briere interim GM this week. Of course, he was hired in December of 2018. Uh, The team has qualified for the playoffs once during his tenure. It was in the uh, 2020 bubble. Um, The team certainly hasn't played all that well during his time uh, with the team. They're basically a 500 team, 141, 145, and a 43 record. Um, Basically, I think when it comes down to uh, Chuck Fletcher, his time in Philadelphia will kind of be defined, um, the majority of his time there will pretty much be defined by the questionable signings and, of course, kind of a slew of injuries to uh, to his lineup, uh, most notably Sean Couturier, who obviously has not really played very much over the past two seasons here with uh, back issues. Um, so definitely, it, it, it certainly has not been... Um, a good year. Uh, no, it hasn't been a good year whatsoever, whatsoever. Uh, Philadelphia definitely has been kind of spinning your wheels a little bit. And I know, uh, Sylvie, with the limited knowledge that you have, um, although I have talked your ear off about hockey for the past 18 years of our relationship. So I know, you know, a little bit and I know, yeah, just a smidge, smidge. Um, but I do know that even you, uh, are quite aware that Philadelphia hasn't exactly had the best year this year.
1: Oh, not at all. It's been a very bad year for them.
0: Not uh not very productive to say the least, so um it's actually really no surprise and kind of M- Marty and I talked about it a little bit uh in regards to uh to the deadline uh things kind of didn't happen in Philadelphia as a lot of the fan base was hoping was hoping um in particular James Van Riemsdyk, um was. You know, definitely kind of in the crosshairs for the fan base, they were hoping that he was going to get traded to get even you know something min- minimal like a third or a fourth uh fourth round draft pick, but uh didn't happen that in no no nope, nope. so uh in in his case uh i the writing was kind of on the wall, so Philadelphia makes the move to uh to take care of that particular issue, and I think there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel here in naming Brire at least the interim g m uh, he certainly is a fan favorite, so he's going to have a little bit of a grace period yes. here. Um So it's a case where I think you know they just needed things to go in a little bit of a positive manner here, um, and we'll see what what Briere does. We'll see what the team wants to do uh, in regards to the interim tag, uh, and see if in the uh, in the offseason do they end up keeping him or are they going to completely go off in a different direction? We'll we'll wait and see. Uh, definitely going to play out the rest of the year here um and and we'll we'll kind of see how the team reacts to all of this too this will be kind of interesting as well so will i have a little bit of a bump in play here for the new gm or not
1: because Um, sometimes that's what happens when a new person takes charge
0: yeah there's always that kind of initial bump if you will whether it's coaching or whether in this case it's a gm so we'll we'll kind of see how this plays out but uh you know good on philly for just kind of cutting ties here and making the move. They certainly needed to do that.
1: It was time.
0: De- absolutely. Definitely time, that's for sure. Um, so you know what? Let's switch from something kind of a little bit negative to something a little bit more positive. Although, as you know, uh, Sylvie, this kind of pains me to talk about on a regular basis.
1: It does, but with this my, year. my favorite players is on there.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. And and we're, we are talking about...
1: The Bruins. The
0: Bruins. And, uh, of course, the player that you're alluding to is... Marchand. Yes, yes. And we'll get into that a little bit later here. Um, but as for the Bruins and uh, the positivity surrounding that team, I mean, look, like they've been ripping it up here all year long. Um, I mean, to the point where they're the quickest team to 50 wins in NHL history. That's uh, they, great. They did this uh, yesterday. Sorry, we're we're taping this on Sunday. So they did it on Saturday night. Um, the same night that they actually, believe it or not, clinched a playoff spot uh due to the Islanders losing um their game uh that day. So uh Boston just adds kind of another little bit of a trophy, if you want to call it, to the to the case this year, uh by getting this, this record 50 wins in 64 games, by the way, which has them at a 59 and 4 record.
1: Which is wonderful.
0: Uh to say the least. Uh obviously clinched a playoff spot with that Isles loss. Um, And listen, some of the numbers, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a refresher here, second in goals for per game, they're first in goals against per game. They have the ninth ranked power play at 23% and are the number one ranked penalty kill. uh, That power plays at 23, sorry. Uh, And uh, the penalty kill is at 86.3. So, Uh, things are certainly moving in the right direction for Boston. Uh, a lot of positivity coming out of there. Uh, Marchand, obviously one of your favorite players is having a pretty sweet year, uh, this year injury or not, he's definitely been productive. Um,
1: I just want to know if he's going to lick any more people during the next uh, playoffs.
0: Well, well, hey, listen, the playoffs bring the best out in everybody. So, God knows what uh, Marchand has up his sleeve uh, the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Obviously, they are going to be heavily favored uh, with the way they've been playing this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though. I mean, there's some some young teams in that Eastern Conference, and it's a stacked Eastern Conference. It is. Um, you know, our the The Bruins have been able to get it done all year here, like you know, and and they they certainly aren't the slowest team, uh, in the league. But you gotta wonder a little bit if the age does uh, catch up with them in any way, shape, or form when it gets down to the playoffs. As it stands right now, the answer would be no. That won't be any kind of a problem, obviously, with the way they played and uh, the the season that they have had. Uh, with some of the numbers we just threw at you, it's just absolutely incredible uh, the season that they're having, a season for the ages. So,
1: hopefully, they keep it going until the end of the year.
0: Well, I'm sure that uh, Ron uh, is going to be hoping that, keeping his fingers crossed. Uh, I'm sure he's watching uh, quite a few of those games there on the limp. Uh, he is recovering from, uh, from a little bit of an injury, but uh, we put him on LTIR, so he's okay, still getting paid the whole nine yards. So, there you go, Ron. Uh, that's enough, I think, talk for the Bruins because as a Habs fan, again, super, so super painful. <laughs> um it just, you know, it just kind of kills me to have to talk about these guys endlessly. But whenever you're having a season like the Bruins are having, it's they deserve cu- it. Yes, absolutely. They they it certainly is well deserved. Uh, speaking of something that is probably well deserved, and I'm thinking we could probably hand this thing out. Oh, right yes. now? Oh yes. Um, the next question we have is do we just hand the hard trophy to McDavid now? We should. <laughs> or do we actually wait for this award show in Vegas in the summer? Uh listen, um obviously, rhetorically speaking, here, he uh he's gonna get that trophy uh at that award show for sure. He has to. And in all reality, if you are asking both myself and Sylvie in regards to this. Uh, she's taken a uh, quick gander at some of the numbers. And uh, I'm pretty sure she would uh, she would agree with this statement that I think you can pretty much give that trophy to McDavid right now with the way he's been playing. Correct. Um, as of this writing, the guy sitting with 66 games played, 54 goals, 70 assists for 124 points. Um, there are still, if I'm not mistaken, like another 18 games left. You figure this guy, are 16, 16, 18, depending on the team, uh, um, uh, how many games played. Uh, the guy's going to score you at least another 16 points. So this guy's going to sit with 140 points season no matter what. Like, it, it's just a matter of how many more points he's going to get other than that. The guy's averaging almost uh, two points per game. Uh, 1.88, I think, on the year, if I'm not Which mistaken. Is crazy. It's pretty nuts. I mean, considering that dry is at 1.54 and, and he's, he's the, the second. Yeah, he's the second best out of the bunch. So that's quite quite that's a, a
1: big gap. Yeah, that's
0: pretty, pretty big gap there. So um, I, I certainly think that with um, the numbers that he's putting up, I mean, if you figure it out, the guy's on pace for 82 games, played 67 goals, 86 assists for 153 points. Like, these are some numbers that we just haven't seen in quite some time. Quite a
1: few years, uh, yeah.
0: Fantasy hockey certainly hasn't seen this in in a while. Uh, the, po- the the totals that this guy's putting up are just kind of astounding here. So, I mean, you, you know, there's a lot of great players in the league. A lot of uh, uh, people having great seasons. But... Uh,
1: they all I mean, pale in, in comparison to well, me, David.
0: I mean, the, the way this guy is going right now, I mean, it just it, it, it's just when he puts his mind to anything, I mean, for the longest time, it was all about his goal scoring. So the guy goes out and he's got 54 goals right now. Like, I mean, there's 18 games left. Like, the guy's going to score you probably another nine goals easy. So he's over 60 goals now. He's at like 63. So it's just a case where you're like, um okay like let's just kind of here's the trophy yeah I mean you know just just kind of pass it over to the guy now here I don't really think we need to make anybody wait uh in particular him with the performance that he's having this year so if uh if you're asking the two of us uh it certainly is uh the type of thing where you just have somebody who's he's just heading shoulders above the league I mean you're running out of out of superlatives to give this guy on a weekly basis. And I mean it yeah, you know what? I'm just rambling on. So case in point, give McDavid the trophy, have done with it. Agree, Sylvie?
1: Correct. I Ex- agree fully.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Now uh we are going to jump into check my fanny, but I think first we're gonna go ahead and take a break.
1: And here's a word from our sponsor.
0: Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. All right, everyone, and we are back. We are going to jump into... Check your fanny, Sylvie?
1: Yes. Check my fanny.
0: What? Check. We're checking fannies.
1: A fanny, the fanny. Um, check
0: check this could be. This certainly could be another two lag after dark here. We'll we'll, we'll see how this all plays out. But uh, as for check my fanny this week. So the league standings as of this week. Uh, Sylvie, did you want to kind of give us a little bit of a rundown here in regards to uh, to what's going on?
1: Well, the Apocalypse are leading the pack, um, in the How division, uh, with the Burgands just behind them. Followed up by the Dr- dragons.
0: Dragons in the Howe division. Absolutely, yep.
1: And then the Cougars are who struggling this year.
0: That's okay. That's okay. They're doing. They're 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 coming around here. A couple. Of, they got a win last week, and it looks like they may come up with a win this week too. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out.
1: And then in the Gretzky division, the Royals are leading the pack, followed by the Buccaneers, and then we have. The Demons and the Pawn Hogs trailing at the bottom.
0: So, in regards to uh, our standings and how that may kind of move a little bit this week, uh, we have got some scores to kind of go over here. Nothing... Um, is finalized as of yet, but there are two particular games I think that we can pretty much call this week. Yes. And So far, anyway, this is on the Sunday, keeping in mind, guys, recording on Sunday instead of Monday.
1: But the Royals will definitely be taking this week's win against the Demons, unless something were to like be ca- catastrophic today.
0: Uh, but yep. I don't
1: know, ha- oh, man. I, I do believe that uh, the Cougars are... Um, Sorry, the Royals yep. are going to take it.
0: Yep, they certainly look like they have, they've got it sewn up. It's a big enough uh, a big enough lead for sure. Um yes, something cataclysmic would have to happen. I'm pretty sure for that to to change hands. But uh speaking of another sealed up win,
1: the Cougars th- will be winning their week against the Pawn Hogs this week.
0: And a score of currently 39 to 21, so that certainly looks like it's going to be sewn up. Uh the Next matchup we can talk about is My Dragons uh, taking on the Buccaneers. Hopefully, we can hold them off. Got a 10-point lead here going into Sunday. Fingers Um, crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, The the Buccaneers have uh, a slew of players playing here. Uh, but the Dragons do uh, match that and have a couple of extra as well, so should be able to hold them off. We'll see. Uh, With that new defenseman scoring, though, that kind of plays a little bit of a different part in some things too, so that's why even with a 10-point lead, sometimes you kind of can't call it, especially when some D are playing. And the closest match of the week and probably the game of the week in all reality
1: is the Apocalypse and the Brigands.
0: That is right. The Apocalypse currently sit with a 50 to forty four lead going basically going into uh, uh to Sunday here. There's uh, we've gotten through a, a first period here between uh Boston and Detroit. But uh yeah, so it looks like the uh, apocalypse will be able to hold off the the Brigands but again that's with know. a six point six it's point six lead points. too close to call yeah too close to call. So um Definitely, definitely, some interesting matchups kind of to, to to play out here the rest of Sunday and see if there's any more movement in regards to the uh, current standings, um, league standings that is. Uh, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see here. The brigands may, if the brigands can't can't make that comeback, that'll be two losses in a row, and then and the it, apocalypse will end up having a, a two game lead here in the in the how division.
1: And if you can hold off the bucks, mm-hmm. then that that takes them one win away from
0: the Royals. Yeah, that's right. The Royals 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 stay ahead. Yep, they'd end up going from basically a half-game lead on the Buccaneers to a a game-and-a-half lead. So, uh, certainly, uh, again, certainly some interesting things that are going on uh, in regards to the movement in the league. The Apocalypse are definitely uh, in the driver's seat here, uh, looking looking pretty good, uh, although the Royals just... Won't go away. They've had a they've had a great great season. The top two scoring teams in the league uh, are the brigands and the Royals. So uh, definitely going to be interesting here as we uh, get to the nitty gritty here of the CFHL uh, and the end of season. So uh, there are your league standings and what uh, what's happening uh, towards the end of the week here. Uh, the next thing we're going to get into is. Uh, Since we have Sylvie on the show this week, and I talk endlessly, of course, about my fantasy hockey pools and my players and my teams, uh, she basically hears endless uh, amounts of those names in particular that I own. So um, this week, we're going to talk about how Kaprizov's injury has basically sewered any kind of chances that the Dragons would have had to make any kind of headway in regards to winning Winning any kind of title. So <laughs> un- it was going to be tough. Listen, it, it was going to be tough. Even, oh, yes. even before Kaprizov goes down, this was going to be a, an uphill battle uh, of, a pretty much epic proportions yes,
1: because the apocalypse brigands and royals have had a good year this
0: year yep and as a matter of fact the buccaneers you might as well throw them in yes. there too because they actually uh sit uh uh sit in that top four as well they do. so it was a case where i had to jump over five teams right so not happening as much as you uh Leave like you, as much not as much as you like me winning uh, the money and taking home some cash to be profitable in all of these hockey pools and for all of your time spent in regards to listening to me ramble on about it this will stuff. will not be the year. This will not be the year. So I think we can, on this week's program, officially call the Dragons out of the title race. And I think we're basically down to four teams, uh, that being the Apocalypse Brigands, um and uh royals and buccaneers um can i still do some damage and crush some playoff hopes you can crush Uh, oh yeah absolutely playoff oh yeah yeah, but
1: your playoff hopes have been crushed
0: crushed. yes thank you thank you that that didn't hurt at all yes (laughs) yes excellent let's just keep bringing that up shall we so yes uh, of course, uh, again, like I say, very tough to come back from what was already going to be a tough, uh, tough go. So Kaprizov's injuries just kind of put an end to the Dragons oh. this year. But that's okay. We'll reload. Have a good summer. Uh, enjoy some camping trips. You know, take it easy. Get away from the game.
1: And get away from the hockey talk.
0: <laughs> and enjoy some uh, some summer fun for sure. So, uh, But before that, uh, the last thing we want to uh, touch upon in regard to Check My Fanny... Uh, We usually do tend to kind of, you know, look at the schedule and kind of see, you know, what tends to kind of be uh, the big matchup for the week. And uh, even though my co-host is not on the program this week, um, it will be...
1: The Brigands versus the Dragons.
0: Big matchup, big matchup. Hoping to crush Dreams again.
1: Yes, because if you can win next week, then that holds them down
0: well if, if that's the case if, yes. if 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 the brigands lose this week and i can hold off ron then that gets me one game closer to him and then i could potentially do some damage in regards to putting him back in the standings uh, again still think it'll be tough to win the whole thing with the way the apocalypse and in particular oh you're not uh, winning the <laughs> Okay, just Sorry. listen. You know what? Keep it up, and this will be the last time you're on the show. Um, so, um, yes, Apocalypse Royals having a tough go. I'm just kidding. You know I'm kidding. I know. Don't give me those eyes. It's okay. Um, so, yes, Apocalypse Royals, the way they're playing, going to be tough, but uh, we'll see what we can do here over the next couple of weeks. There you have the Check My Fanny segment. So, now we get to move on to Sylvie's first Beauties and the Beast. And we are going to talk... Our, be- our um, beauty this week is going to be none other than...
1: Alex Ovechkin, the great eight.
0: You goddamn right. So, listen. Um, uh, you know what? You might as well tell that small little story of kind of why... So,
1: he's my favorite player. First of all, because I was introduced to him very early in my hockey knowledge history. Um, basically, the first week I met you, you had a big trade against the Brigands. Uh, uh, no, no, the, the Buccaneers. Yes, the Sorry, it was the Buccaneers. And you ended up getting Alex Ovechkin. And that's when I first heard his name.
0: Probably talked about him endlessly and you're getting tired of it, I'm sure, at one point. Yes, and, and that you, ha-
1: you had him on your fantasy league for quite a number of years, the best years.
0: Yeah, you know, kind of winning and championships and stuff. And he
1: will be getting this...
0: That goals record? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 Against
1: Gretzky. He's totally going to hit it. He's only like 70-something goals like away from it. I think it was like 70, 76.
0: You know what? I'm not so. even sure of that. I haven't looked in a little bit, to be very honest with you. I haven't been following the caps but too, too much. But
1: he he's he's a wonderful player, a great goal scorer, and, and he'll be known as the, the greatest. And I can't wait for that to happen in the next, I'd say, few seasons.
0: Oh, yeah. I I mean in in all reality like there is never you can kind of sit there and say there's never been a goal scorer like him ever and the reason for that being is you know in in your Gretzky and Kyle Lemieux era there there wasn't so much uh, or there was a lot of clutch and grab but it was just a more offensively more open it was a different game yeah it was a different game like it's definitely kind of gotten like super defensive and like there's tactics against certain players in the whole nine yards so I mean a guy like Ovechkin everybody knows where he's shooting that puck from and you know like
1: he still gets it in
0: (laughs) however many years into his career now I think we're what like 14 or 15 whatever the case is um I mean actually I think we're way more than that anyway
1: I think it would be like 17 years yeah
0: I think we're way 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 more than that so anyway I'm like this guy's been the best goal scorer of in in what I think is going to be NHL history because I do think he's going to pass Gretzky as well
1: and the types of goals he scores are wonderful
0: well they're pretty incredible and I mean and, and and the thing of it is is you know even though he scores a ton of them from what they call his office on that on that left side it still like every everybody on in that rink the fans the players that are on the ice defending you know everybody knows where that puck's going in particular on the power play and it still goes yeah exactly like the goal th- this goalie knows how that play is almost going to play out on the power play in particular every time uh whether it's power play or not if Ovechkin's on that side ready to cock that he he's he's certainly going to be hitting his, his his target and the goalie knows it yet the guy still scores from there. So anyway, I mean, we don't necessarily need to ramble on about Ovechkin. Everybody knows uh, about this guy. Everybody knows about his scoring exploits. Uh, But you know what?
1: And when he scores, I find that he celebrates the goal. Like if it was his first goal ever, every single time. I love his celebrations afterwards. (laughs)
0: Uh, Absolutely. He's had some of the best and maybe some that have kind of pissed off opposing players, but Hey, isn't that that's part, the best part? That's part about competition, and I mean, when you're that good, you're that good. So, um, you know, Alex Ovechkin, greatest goal scorer uh, of certainly our generation, um, and soon to be, in my personal opinion, the greatest goal scorer of all time of
1: all time, uh,
0: taking over number one spot from Gretzky. And it's going to happen with the difference in the way the games played these days. To my opinion, it speaks volumes. If you know, even right now where he's at, right now let alone beating the record. And he's gonna beat that record and it's just gonna be even that much more incredible. So uh listen, that that's that's that. That's Alex Ovechkin, Sylvie's favorite player, had to hit on, on that guy for a beauty this week. Um an honorable mention. We're sorry, I should have kind of mentioned off the top of the segment that we are only gonna do one beauty and one beast. However, I am going to put in an honorable mention. I had to kind of get this guy in here this week. Um we're talking about Rasmus Sandine. It's traded to the Capitals at the deadline, uh, and the uh, the Leafs end up getting a first round pick uh, in return. Still not hundred sh- percent sure if that was the right move for the Leafs or not. Not it gets them back into the first round and everything in the deep draft, so that that's good that way. But the way this kid is playing right now, you gotta start you gotta start to wonder if you know maybe there's a small little mistake here, but listen regardless mistakes or not the kid is taking advantage of his opportunities uh with john carlson out and of course eric uh, um gustafson going back to the leafs in that trade it opened up a spot for somebody to kind of take some some prime playing minutes here with some on the power play as well and listen i think the stat line kind of says it all the guy's loving life as a capital um, the guy's played four games for the Caps so far. He's got a goal and seven assists. And by the way, seven of those, are uh, sorry, five of those assists are primary. So, I mean, he's quite involved in, in whatever. The puck. In touching the puck, exactly. And, and, and being involved in that play and not just kind of getting those secondary apples, if you will, you know what I mean? Yes. So, um... On top of all of that, so his eight points, he's got he's a plus six. The guy's got eight hits and four blocked shots in these games as as well. This is all while while playing 24 minutes a night. So
1: a big amount for a guy just starting off on that, on that team.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty big. Like they, they've obviously, you know, seen something in him to trade him for a first round pick. Correct. I mean, you know, the Capitals do want to get younger here. Right. I mean, I think Alex Ovechkin's 37. I think like bastrom's 35.
1: Exactly. They're getting uh, older yeah. at that end.
0: Yeah. You got Oshie and you got uh, Kuznetsov that are over 30 as well. So adding a little bit of youthfulness to, uh, Young blood. In, you got it in particular to the blue line. So, uh, you know what? From the Caps' point of view here, um, definitely a great, great move. Oh, yes. Um, you know, the, the, the draft pick wasn't going to end up being like uh, top 10 here or anything like that either. I mean, Washington's still having a decent enough season that they're in that wild card race. Will they get in? Will they not get in? It's really going to be interesting it's to see. It's going
1: to be tight to see, yeah.
0: They're kind of playing that St. Louis card there from a couple of years back where, where St. Louis ended up trading a couple of guys and then went on a, went on a run. And uh, had a great uh, had a great uh, second half. That's so, beautiful. well, we'll see. You I mean, know, for Ovechkin. I mean, they they they've they've got Backstrom back. I mean, you know, we, we can't expect him to be at a hundred percent here right now. I mean, he missed basically half the year, if not a little bit more. So, it you know, it's certainly going to take a little bit of time there. But in in particular with Rasmus Sandin, you know, as Adding I said. Him.
1: You know, uh, it it helped the team.
0: Certainly has. I mean, it definitely on the defensive end. And again, uh, getting it a little bit younger with a team that's uh, a little bit on the uh, on the grayer side of things, or on the back nine of the golf course, if you will. Correct. Um, so there are our beauties this week, and I was charged this week with uh, with taking care of the beast. And you know what? Usually I kind of go with a specific, well, we're going with a specific player. uh, But usually, you know, I have all sorts of stats and how he's doing badly and everything. Well, this week, because my championship hopes were completely and utterly crushed with the Kaprizov injury. The beast for this week and enemy number one for the Dragons at the moment is, of course, Logan Stanley of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, not sure what kind of hit he was trying to make on Kaprizov. I've seen the highlights a little bit and it was almost like kind of sort of a bear hug and then his legs buckled underneath him. And anyway, God damn it. Painful um, to watch. Um, painful to watch and probably painful as hell to go through as well for Kirill. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, not, there's not really too much to go over in regards to the beast seeing as uh, Stanley isn't exactly uh, renowned for any kind of offensive game or uh, yes, isn't some really. huge, stout defensive player. Um, but you know what? Um, it, it is what it is. In fantasy hockey, you have uh, injuries all the time. It happens to everyone. Sometimes you have a lucky year that way. Sometimes you don't. Uh, unfortunately, this second half has not exactly been too lucky for the Dragons. No. Um Quite a few injuries on the injury front, um, you know, kind of sitting there with uh, um, Konechny was out for a little bit and is still out for a while. Uh, Kaprizov out now, Darlene's day-to-day. Alex Tuck was skating today, but uh, right. but is still on IR exactly. uh, officially. So long story short, the second half hasn't been kind of the Dragons and uh, with Kapril Kaprizov and his injury, we're pretty much out of the running. But... As we mentioned previously in the program, it is all about crushing dreams now. Crushing people's dreams to see what we can do in regards to upsetting the apple cart. And, uh, and yeah, so that's uh, that's what we're going to try to do here. And that, my friends, is beauties and the beasts. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, babe? That's not too bad, eh? Not too bad. Not too bad. So there you go, folks. It's not going to be the uh, the longest episode this week. Obviously, uh, quick going through things a little bit quicker uh, in regards to our uh, our show. But uh, I'd like to thank uh, Sylvia for being on and uh, giving her uh, an opportunity on 2GLAG. Uh, you never know. We might, uh, we might call her back up again uh, to hit the... me, Well, mean... listen, you know what? We, you know, we need I that may not fo- know much. We need that fourth line presence just to go out there with all the uh, energy and, uh, and all the gusto. We'll, we'll bring you back in. Uh, and, and until then. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at 2 guys, league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at 2 or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at 2 That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Thanks for listening, and until next time.